Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. Good morning. These are those mornings where it's like, do I need to even go any further? Like, I think everybody would be good and might even embrace and enjoy just going on home now. I, uh, I love, I, I want our house to start to be pliable like that. I, we already are in so many ways, but I feel like we're stepping into just a new level of being okay with the whatever mentality. That's not a like whatever, that's a like whatever, you have the floor, Holy Spirit. You move however you need to move through this house and us embracing the yes and be it unto us according to your word type of mentality. I know that we say that, but in these settings, sometimes stepping into a day, especially if you haven't already been working on that pliability throughout the week, stepping into this, sometimes it's hard to continue on and to continue to wait and to continue to to just listen to prophetic songs and, you know, sit there when it's quiet and be okay with those somewhat uncomfortable moments. He's bringing us to the place where uncomfortable becomes so comfortable that we need to get a little more uncomfortable and step into new areas that eye has not seen nor ear has heard nor entered into the heart of man, the things he has planned for us. So I just, I'm excited about what he's doing. And just a second ago, I, I, I just grabbed out of the little treasure box here some oil and I, I cannot stand I am one who, I know that you either love them or you hate them. I don't know of anybody that's in between on the whole stance of if olives are good or not. But I am on the side that believes that they are disgusting. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. My wife loves them. She's on the other side. So team Joseph or team Eva? Which one are you on? No. uh, Someone's specs are up here. Who? Man. But anyways, you can't smell your forehead, but I can smell my finger. <laughs> and it smells so, I don't even know what it is. I can't pronounce it, but it, it smells so much like olives. And I kept like, what is olives? Like, like what, what is the significance? Why did I grab that? Because I'm, I'm coming into this place of acknowledging him in all of my ways right? So I trust him completely, and I don't take things as just happenstance. I like to just lean in and say, you know what, what are you trying to show me here? That's a, that's a complete vessel mentality. That's a Yeshua mentality. That's a Christ in me is the hope of glory, so I need to see through his eyes. I need to know if he's trying to speak something to me. So I just did a quick Google search, Googleable. And this is what I pulled up. It said, the history of the olive tree. The olive was one of the most valuable trees in ancient Hebrews, in the ancient Hebrews. It is first mentioned in scripture when the dove returned to Noah's ark carrying an olive branch in its beak in Genesis. Since that time, the olive branch has been a symbol of peace to the world. And we often hear the expression extending an olive branch to another person as a desire for peace. The Hebrew word for olive tree is es shemen. I probably am saying that wrong, but that's what it says, which literally means tree of oil. It is from a primitive root meaning to shine. It means richness, anointing, fat, fruitful, oil, ointment, olive. It is related to the word shemesh to be brilliant and which also is the Hebrew word for the sun, that brightly shining orb in the sky. Another Hebrew word for olive is zayeth, meaning an olive as yielding, illuminating oil. It's related to the word ziv, meaning to be prominent brightness. So to me, what struck to me, what stood out to me in that is that what has the Isaiah word been over this house for so long? Arise and shine for your light has come. And the glory of the new day is dawning within this people. And I just believe that every little bit, like we were anointed with illuminating light this morning. That this isn't just for us. Benjamin always says this, the, 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 what is, what's for us? The fillings for us, the overflows for everyone else. And there has to be a filling before there can ever be an overflow. 
And so when we come into a place like this, sometimes he's filling our cup up and that's for us, but there has got to be an overflow of, under, uh, an overflow of understanding that we are the light, that we are the illumination, that we are the expression, that we are prisms that are slowing down and refracting his beautiful presence within this entire earth. It's a responsibility that we carry. I, um, I want to talk briefly this morning. I'm not going to be long. I don't think. That's 50% true. There's a 50% chance I'm telling the truth. But I want to, I, I feel like it would be irresponsible, irresponsible of me to not go back to two weeks ago. First off, about 65% of you weren't even here two weeks ago. What was going on? I knew it's one of those things of like anytime there's a big word that's stirring, the last thing you want, like a big transitional word or a big transitional thing, the last thing you want is for there not to be a lot of people there because I want you to hear it from me and hear it from the presence and the heart of which it's being spoken and not secondhand. But I, I, I had a feeling, I just had a feeling that that day would be, be like that. So I want to go back and I want, you, I want you, if you were not here two weeks ago, I really, really, and you're joined to this house, you're a part of this tribe, I really want you to go back and I want you to listen to the podcast. If you weren't listening on live stream or whatever else, I want you to go back and listen to it because this is a very, very big deal. And there's two things we don't need to do. And that is one, just say we changed our name. That's what we did. We changed our name. If you go back and listen, you'll see no, that's not exactly what we did. We actually shifted a whole nature. We're, we're, it's, more, it's, not, it's not this identifying factor. You think about Yeshua. Yeshua doesn't refer to himself as Jesus, Yeshua, or whatever else. He refers to himself as many different things, but never by the name. He's always trying to reveal the nature of God. He's always trying to reveal the nature of who he actually is. And it's actually what the name means, what name in Hebrew was actually a, uh, the breath. And, I, and let me say this about Hebrew. Jonathan brought this up and he was like talking about like what, before there was Hebrew, what was there? You see, because Hebrew is not the end all be all. And that's not why I go back and I want to look at every single word. The reason I look at Hebrew, the reason I'm looking at some of these letters is because I genuinely want to know what this thing says. I don't want to assume what this thing means. I want to know what they were talking about all those years. So I want to hear the original. I want to know it in the Aramaic. I want to know it in the Hebrew. And I want to know it in the Greek. Anything that could potentially shift my thinking and how I've always known it to be in my well-worn ruts, I want to know it. Because I'm more about truth than I am about familiar. So the, the name in Hebrew, when it talks about in the, in the Bible, and he says, believe anything in my name and see if it won't be done for you. When he's talking about that, what he's saying is, believe anything, believe in my breath, my nature, my very being, my emotions, my thoughts, my actions. Believe in that. Ask anything within my name and see if I won't go to my Father and have it done for you. He's saying that. That's why whenever I pray now, I've shifted my prayer to say, in the nature of Yeshua, I'm asking. I want to I walk in his nature and not just a, a knowledge-based, let me just read it off a page. I want to know him. I want to experience him. I want to know who he is so that I can come from a position of a true son reflecting Yeshua that's within me. And so when we, when we changed our name, what really was taking place is, is he, he brought us into a place of changing our complete nature. And, and it's weird because like people don't even know how to say it, which is my favorite part. <laughs> Welcome to the tribe. You got that logo up there, Derek, or whoever's back there? 
Bill, let me see the logo. So last week we said, or two weeks ago, I said that I believe the time was now that we're going to change the name of this house. We've been the rock for so long, and, and that was such a word, but there's a new day and there's a new nature that's being birthed within this place. And that thing, which is... It worked good last week. Anyways, it'll pop up there in a minute, but guess what? It's tribe. Now, this is... up. Oh, look. <clears throat> oh, and it's gone. See? Real quick. Uh, 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 uh. You guys are hilarious. But this is not... The tribe, I know, it's tough because you've always, you've always been the rock. This is not the tribe, our name, our nature, it's tribe. Now, if you need to, it, it's also, let me tell you this, someone asks you, ask you, where do you go to church? Oh, I go, I go to tribe. It used to be the Rock of Bay County. I know, I know like y'all have been doing that for the past two weeks. Someone who's never even heard of the Rock of Bay County. It's tribe, but it used to be the Rock of Bay County. Oh, okay. So is that one whole word there? Tribe used to be the Rock of Bay County? No, it's just tribe. Tribe. And I actually believe that you should take it used to be the Rock of Bay County and throw it far away. Let me tell you why. Because there's such importance and such significance knowing from experience that you and I need to fully embrace the name. As it is today. As it is today that we are tribe, period. Now, if you need to say tribe church, make it feel better, go for it. We're tribe and we're a church. Tribe church, that's fine. But it's tribe is our name in our nature. Now, what is the nature of tribe? This is my favorite part, other than the fact that it's hard to say. Is that if you are going to, if you take it as we just changed our name, then it's just cool. Like, let's get some merch. Let's make it a church thing. Let's, where it's just one word. It's, it's, it's really good. Let's, let's do some cool things. But if you take it for a nature shift, a nature change, then you need to understand what it means to be tribe. And in ancient cultures, what a tribe was, was families broken down. The tribe was the big spectrum of everybody coming together. But it started with families, okay? Families in their own homes, their own huts or whatever they had, around their own little campfire. They had their own families. And within that family, they had their own culture. They had their beliefs, They had their own language. They had the things they liked. They had the things they disliked. And they also joined up with with other families. And these families together were called bands. And and, and what what it was is is the next step of of this kind of coming together, multifaceted look saying, y'all have your thoughts and, and, and your ideas about stuff. We have our thoughts and our ideas about things, and let's bring them together. And it's almost like this salt and pepper type thing of this beautiful flavoring because we're different coming together and really making it even more enhanced and better. And you don't see it exactly like I see it. You might not believe in the rapture theology I believe in. You might not believe in the Bible exactly how I do. You might see a scripture a different way. I might see it a different way. Our families might even not agree on some of those things. But is it our spirits being yoked together? Is is Holy Spirit bringing these bands, these families together into bands? And if that's the case, then we can get past the little theological things we don't agree with. Right? A lot of times, I say this a lot, but we draw lines in the sand that Yahweh never drew. We create an image of what a Christian or believer is based on our stance culturally, morally, and what we see as truth today. 
in the signs of the times. But that's why it's so significant and so important to read the Bible because it doesn't change based on your circumstance or the year it is. The truth is truth, period. It doesn't get a little more watered down because you just don't like the way it sounds. Let it be sharp. It's a two-edged sword to cut out things that need to be cut out. So we are brought together as bands. So we have our families at home. We're brought together as bands. There's other people that you seem to relate to that Holy Spirit's put in your life and, we, and, we, and we're drawn together. And there's uh, even, even to the degree that he gives you the spirit of intercession over certain specific people, individuals, families, and just draws your hearts together. He puts these things. It's not wrong. Now, it's wrong when it becomes clicks. We don't do clicks in this house right? We, we, we're inclusive. We want everybody to be together. We're not going to say this group is better than this group. That's not, you've missed the whole point, And that's just your typical church. But there are families that are drawn together that I'm, I'm very, very drawn to and close with Jonathan and Tamara have been pretty much our entire lives since I beat him in a wrestling match when I was five. He's respected me ever since. We don't need to do a rematch. Okay, it was done then. Yeah, you might, but I'm up here, so (laughs) what I say is true. Um, Anyway, so there are people in your lives that you're drawn to and that you're connected with, and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that Holy Spirit has, has banned you together. But what's amazing is when he takes that little bit of of salt and pepper over here band and mixes it, a little bit of cayenne pepper over here, (laughs) leave the olives out, right? Uh, And whatever it might be, a little flavoring over here, and he brings together a tribe. This is what it was in, in ancient culture. The families that led to bands that ultimately came together as tribe, as a tribe. And so this is what I believe he's doing. This is the model of what I, th- I, I know, at least for this house, what he's doing here is that now that we're going by the nature and it's not just a name, right? We need to see ourselves as, guess what? The ministers of our own home. I've said this before, but young, younger parents, we have some coming in. We've had some that are here, but I am not your parents' Bible teacher. I mean, your kid's Bible, thank you. Your kid's Bible teacher. See, we help each other out. I'm not your kid's Bible teacher. I'm not, I'm not the one that gives you the, the blueprint of how to raise a godly child. I'm looking for that blueprint myself. But we have to see ourselves as ministers of the word of God in our own homes. Whether you are a young parent or you are an adult, you've been together for 50 years. Together, you need to decide how my home, how my family is going to operate. And you need to be tender and you need to be rehearsing the word. You need to be hearing the word. You need to be reading the word. And you need to make sure that it is happening in your own own home. Because if it doesn't happen in your own home, it's never going to happen when you're around other people. And it's certainly never going to happen when you step into this room. See, that's the old way of doing things. That's the old church model is that you just go through your life, make it through, trudge on through. But guess what? Glory's coming because Sunday morning, hopefully the preacher has something that doesn't offend you too much and it's actually pretty good and you feel good about your financial situation and you feel good about your job and you feel good about your health report and you feel so much better. So now I can go out into the world. And what happens is we put pastors and we put leaders and we put people up on this pedestal that they're not meant to have it, it, there, there's a time in your life where there is some kind of fa- like I don't want to I don't want to mix the two of saying a, a pastor father type thing but there are times in your life where you need someone to literally say look I don't know I don't know da- David David come here real quick this is you, you know you say right there I'm up here 
No, I'm just kidding. Come on up. <laughs> David and I are, are, are fairly close in age. It seems like it. And we're friends. I beat him all over the court in basketball. Again, I got the mic. I can say whatever. I'm just painting this picture of me. Don't, don't shake your head, Jacob. Come on. But David has come to me and asked me to be a father figure in his life. He wants to be able to submit some things to me. He wants to literally ask for me to help guide him in some things, to check him in some things. He's given me that place in his life because David knows that at this particular stage of his life, he needs somebody to try to take him along in this place and to stand with him as a father and a brother is possible to walk him through some things. Thank you. But the problem is, is we never allow ourselves to mature to the place of walking as a mature son. The whole point of that is that we bring ourselves into a maturity and not a dependence. Because what happens is you start to change the leader. There starts to become this weight on my shoulders or whoever leader you're submitting to's shoulders that says like, I've, I've got I've to make sure I, I take care of all of the bands and all of the families. And should you buy this house? Uh, hang on. Yeah, uh, yes, yes, right. Yes, you should do it. Uh, should I do this? Should my kid go to school? Um, hang on. Let me pray. No, you shouldn't. Like sometimes there are times where you come to someone and you, and you come to me. And I don't, mean, I don't make light of that, but... but I want you to come to me after you've prayed into it till you've listened for Holy Spirit to speak to you and you feel guided and directed to come speak to me. And in that, I'll lay it down. I will hear from, because what, what that tells me is Holy Spirit has brought you to me. Therefore, he's given me the grace to see over the situation. But if he hasn't, then I'm gonna be a confusing voice That's why what's happening today, the nature of the tribe is that we're we're going to have times where it is a family. And these are, trust me, we are not about to release home churches. And what do they call them? Small groups. No, 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 no. Once again, church model. We're not doing that. I'm talking about after you get out of service today, those that Yahweh's drawing you to, whether it's somebody you've known forever or somebody you're just getting to meet, you go together as bands and you have your own services, whether you're talking about baseball, whether you're talking about chilies, whether you're talking about what service or a word of God, let it all be worship and let the focus be on him in everything that we do. And understand that in all of my ways, I acknowledge him. So what happens is, is throughout the week, we're seated in this. We're feeling this. We're fueling this. We're reading this. We're, we're learning about this to, for ourselves. And Holy Spirit speaking words into our lives. And you're seeing breakthroughs happen. You're seeing things that you have believed in, or you believe for starting to take place. You're taking note of words he's speaking over you. You're able to be excited. You're able to be tender. You're able to be on fire. Not because you had a good service on Sunday morning, but because you had an amazing breakthrough prayer night with your wife on Monday night. Or because I was driving in my car and he whispered a mystery to me. He, he whispered something into my spirit because I chose to turn off some stuff, to cut some things off and consecrate myself. He all of a sudden started to whisper some amazing new things I didn't even know about myself. But before I came here, he knew me. Before this world molded me into my own thoughts and who I think I am and what I'm supposed to do, he knew me and he's starting to reveal to me the unseen me. And that brings people to a place that when they come into tribe, well, I guess I just have to keep going back to eye has not seen nor ear heard. 
Behold, I do a new thing. I'm getting excited about beholding that thing. This is going to look way more like praise. Breakout excitement. People on fire. People willing to wade. People willing to dance. People willing to shout. People excited, high-fiving. People going and praying over somebody. People laying out in the Spirit. People seriously being moved by the impulses of Holy Spirit. Coming together and being moved by the impulses of Holy Spirit. It's going to look way different than it's ever looked. Not teacher-students. Because if we're going to do that, I could just jump out here with you. There's a lot more qualified whatever people. So I'm not your, I'm not the leader of your home. I'm the leader of the tribe, right? So you are the leader of your family. Come together in bands and ultimately come together as a tribe. And as the tribe, I'm called to lead that, right? Does that make sense to everybody? Is that the, does that nature side of tribe make more sense to you? Now look at the logo. It says this, this thing is, is set because we are founded upon the rock. This is not a do away with everything. A lot of times whenever he says, behold, I do a new thing, it just means he's submerging you into anointing oil and making you seem new, Right? It's not doing away with what was. We're built upon a foundation, but it would be irresponsible. It would be wrong. It would be disrespectful to Apostle Ball and even those that came before him to sit here and say, well, we were always called this. This is what's comfortable. We're just gonna stay the rock. We're just gonna stay the foundation. Well, someone's gotta build. He said, upon this rock, I will build my church. So what are we? We are the builders. We are actually, we're not even the builders. We're the vessels for the builder to work through us because he says I will build my church this isn't something we need to labor into it's something we need to rest our way into because he'll do it through us that's why the focus is always one thing have I desired of the Lord that will I seek that doesn't shift that doesn't change but I want every time we look at this logo every time we see it on us to understand not just the name change but to understand what's all wrapped up within it. Because you know what's all wrapped up within that? Our testimony. The testimony of who we have become. Within that logo is a hurricane. Within that logo is a very hard transition. Within that logo is a pandemic. Within that logo are people that left us. Within that logo are people that have come to us. But within that logo is our nature. And that is who we are. And it's not a name. It's a full-on nature. And so I want us as tribe to make sure that we carry the responsibility of being leaders in our own homes. He gave us the blueprint, so to speak, of how to do that practically right now, which is to rehearse the words that he's given us, to read the word, to read the Bible. You know that reading is not just, it's not just words on a page. Yahweh's so multifaceted and so amazing. You can be reading this and he's speaking to you at the same time. Someone wrote it 2,000 years ago, but you still, still are hearing it and seeing the fresh word and he's speaking into your ear by you just reading Matthew. So we rehearse the word, we read the word, and we hear a now, always, always, always hear the now word. What are you saying today? Why, why do my fingers smell like olives? <laughs> That's disgusting. Let's try a new analogy next time, Yahweh. I, uh, for, for, for an example, I, uh, have three kids and they're all very different from each other the thing is, is I'm, I'm, when I say I need to be the leader of my own home I'm preaching to myself here because Mila currently holds that spot 
So, got to find a way to knock her off her throne. I don't know if you saw the scepter she had in her hand this morning. But they're, they're so different. Anybody that has kids uh, or has had kids and they're, they're, they're just so, they're, multiple ones, they're, they're so different. They have such different personalities. We know that. That's how we all are different. But Frank is so, so we watch movies. And I mean, I don't care if it's a little kid. It could be Mila's show, okay? Bubble guppies. Bubble guppies. See all these Anyways, but it could be bubble guppies. And, uh, and Frank could be like literally behind our couch like this while the other two kids are just like, and it's like he's scared because there's a fruit fly with a deep voice up there. I'm like, Frank, are you scared? No, 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 I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. Or we watch any new movie, anything new, it's like Frank is so scared. Leo, on the other hand, is like villains, volcanoes, scar. Anything scary, I'm for it. And he's just not scared of anything. So the other night, I'm, I'm laying in bed with Frankie. Get up there, and I'm, I'm laying down with him. We had just watched a movie and he's, and he's super scared to go to bed. And he's, and he's telling me, he's like, he said, Daddy, I, I, I don't, please keep the lights on. And I was like, I was like, buddy, I, you won't be able to sleep good with the lights on. He was like, Daddy, I'm just, I'm scared. And so there's a side of me that gets like frustrated. Like, why are you scared, son? Like, why? What, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a kid's movie. You're the oldest one and you're the most scared one. And Yahweh said, I didn't, I didn't put the fear in him, but I did put the sensitivity. It's your job to cultivate it. Not to get upset about it, but to cultivate the sensitivity so that when one day he grows up into a man, he does not have a spirit of fear within him. The reaction to those things, the way that our body responds, the way that our mind responds to things, is not, it, it doesn't mean that we're a fearful person. He's not a fearful person. He's a sensitive person. He's got, he's got a gift of sensitivity with him that a lot of us could use a whole lot more of. He's so sensitive that even a children's movie, he can see some things that bother him. And so Yahweh said, teach him. So I'm laying in bed and I said, son, I understand that you get scared in these movies. I understand that, that you're scared because I usually, I used to act out of frustration. Eva and I are just like, Frank, it's not a big deal. It's a fruit fly. Like, it's going to be okay. But I just, I just laid in bed with him and I, I put my hand through his hair and I just said, the Bible tells us, Frank, that Yahweh did not give you a spirit of fear. but of power and love and a sound mind. And so even though you feel that, understand that that is not real. Like you are fine and you are bold and you are courageous and Yahweh is with you and he loves you and that spirit that you're feeling or that fear that you're feeling is not meant to stay there. My mom used to sing a song that Mary Catherine could probably get up here and sing right now, but she used to sing it to us back in the day and it was... Uh, it sticks with me today sometimes, is, um, unfortunately. It's like, I am a priceless treasure. That sticks with me forever. But it's, it's uh, I'm not afraid of the shadows on the wall. I'm not afraid of the creepy things that crawl. I'm not afraid of the sounds of the night. I'm not afraid when my mama's out of sight. Because God, he watches over me from above. He fills me with overcoming love so fear I say you better get out of here in the name of Yeshua disappear but what was that my mom wrote a little 
so that I remember something and I'm always knowing that that spirit of fear is, is it's not real. That's not something that I'm meant to carry with me. And remember, it's the, the, um, the emotion of fear is not a problem because I'm telling you, if a grizzly bear walks in here, I'm scared, okay? And we're gonna be locking this place down. I'm gonna be hiding behind Wesley and I'm gonna pray. <laughs> But it's, it's, the, it's the spirit of fear that's an issue. It's the, I, I got scared. It's, I got the bill that I don't currently have the finances for, unexpected. It's, I got the medical report that I just was not prepared for. I got some things that I don't really know what to do in this place. And I can either take that with me at night and meditate on it day and night until it becomes the foundation by which I gauge every other thing that comes about in my life. Or you can make it an offering unto Yahweh and say, I don't, I don't have, I don't have the, 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 the structure. I don't have the, the mindset. I don't, know, I don't know what to do with this. I'm going to give it to you. And so what happened to me, so I'm, I said that over Frank, and Frank eventually goes to sleep. So then uh, fast forward a couple days, I get an amazing, amazing report. Remember when we all came together for those Wednesday nights? And, uh, and, and Yahweh said, told us to come together, worship, and then we just did specific prayers. And one of those specific prayers, right when I'm about to do this, is I find out that my, that my aunt, Aunt Sandra, had cancer. Very, very serious situation, a lot of fear there, a lot of fear starting to set in. And I just decided to put that on that list of prayer and to start to declare over her, to ask for healing. And I got an amazing report that, that just recently, they did her scans and everything and she is cancer free. <laughs> amazing, awesome, miraculous. Don't, don't ever take those things. One of our biggest issues is, a, is an acknowledgement issue. We say that's a happenstance thing. We say, okay, that was a good report, but what if it comes back? We say all of these what ifs instead of just stopping, honoring, thanking, and saying thank you so much, Abba, for what you did miraculously in this moment, in this time. I don't care about tomorrow. I don't care about the day before. I care about right now, and right now I just offer thanksgiving unto you. You are so faithful. You are so good. You are so kind. A couple days later, I wake up in the morning, I get a text from Alicia that says Ansley, who we prayed over, who had, a, was it a brain tumor? Had a brain tumor, how old was she? Seven years old. Passed. And I, I sat there and I looked at the picture and I just... It was so good. Yahweh, you were so good. You showed yourself mightily in this place. And then here comes this poor little girl. Like, what? why? A little bit later, that afternoon, I get a text from Olivia Sanchez. Baby Weldon died. And y'all know how much that meant to me. From the time I was out here, got a text from Olivia that said that Weldon needed our prayers, that this was an impossible situation. From that moment, I feel like I have not ceased in praying for that boy. And I just believed that it was going to be a testimony and that we stood together and that there should have been some kind of change, that this should have been miraculous, back-to-back hits. And it moved me, man. I, I, didn't really know, I didn't really know what to do. All I could say to them is this is something I got to just give to Abba. I, I, don't, I don't know. I'm, <laughs> I'm not the good pastor in this place. I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't have the, the exact right scripture I can point to. I, I know that this is how it's supposed to take place, that we should pray and that we should see these miracles take place. That's what I do know is truth. That's what Yeshua did. That's what we're called to do because it's Christ in us that's the hope of glory. I know that that's the truth. So if that's the truth, then all of these other things can't just take me, change that truth, right? But it still can hit me. And I don't know what to do. And so I went and I laid in my bed that night. 
And I sat there and I just said, Yahweh, why? How, how, can, I, how can I face people? How can, I, how can I keep going up and declaring certain things and actually believe myself whenever I declare them? And I seriously just felt Yahweh run his hands through my hair and say, son, I didn't give you a spirit of fear. I didn't give you the spirit of fear that you're experiencing right now. See, we think it's just for kids, but it's not for kids. Fear comes in all kinds of shapes. There's two responses. It's either going to be love or it's going to be fear. That's it. There's no other option. Under love, there's a lot of great things. There's faith. There's belief. There's knowing. There's all of these things. There's miracles. There's peace. There's joy. There's thanksgiving. Under fear, there's a whole lot of things as well. Anxiety, worry, doubt, pride, frustration. And let me throw some other weird ones out at you. Poverty, sexual immorality, Why? Because any place that we are are robbed from trusting Yahweh completely in it is opportunity for weeds to grow. And it might be, it might seem like it's just, it's not, it's not fear, but at the end of the day, it's doubt and fear. It's a cistern mentality. It's like, I'm going to trust myself, but if you ever are willing to throw things out or to drag them out into the light, I'm telling you one thing darkness cannot comprehend is light one thing that darkness can't stay in is light and if you'll ever come to someone and say I need you to be a father to me I need you to guide me I need to drag some things out to the light. I need to continue to expose some things I need to continue to drag this stuff out I promise you those things are gonna die whatever you starve dies and whatever you feed grows my mama always said that We have got to, in our own homes, in our own families, in our own bands, be responsible for what is growing on our interior. Above all else, guard our heart. We need to learn to recognize the gifts that he's given and the things that he never put there. And when I start to see, feel worry creep in for something, I can like practically super basic say he didn't put that there that's not him not him I when when I was with him before I came here that didn't exist bottom line like when I start to get worried when I start to doubt when I start to have pride come in when I start to have all of these things start to take place inside my heart this is how I uproot them that is not what Yahweh did not give me a spirit of fear and I know that perfect love casts out all fear so all I need to say is that this is not of him This is not of him. I might be experiencing it, but God help me. I will not let this take root in my heart. There's going to be a pure hand or pure heart, clean hand thing that starts to take place in this tribe. And we are going to start to ascend the hill of the Lord together as a tribe. But we have got to, I I wanted to make sure that I made clear this morning, not just the name change, but the nature change that we always recognize that we're not depending on Sunday morning. I, I, Sunday morning's not changing. I love Sunday morning. I love coming in. It's got to happen. I don't care. You know, I know a lot of people have a word to change it to Tuesday or change it to Thursday. I'm, I'm kind of under the mentality of like, why don't we just add two? Why? Right? Like, I like the idea that there's a consistent time that we can all agree on and count on most of the time and come together as a tribe. We've got to do that. And I want to see more of that. But, but I, I, I want to I just put out there that we have got to, we have got to be responsible for our own, our own bands, our own families. Good? Psalms 32 8 through 9, and I'm going to finish up, but I just have to get Bible in so we can count this as church this morning. Psalms 32, 8 through 9, out of the Passion Translation, says this, I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you, instructing you and guiding you along the pathway for your life. I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. There's going to be something guiding us. 
It's either going to be, the, the, the other translations of this say, says with my loving eyes. It's either going to be love or fear. What is going to guide our lives? I will lead you forth with my loving eyes as your guide. So don't make it difficult. Don't be stubborn. When I take you where you've not been before, this is that hard, brittle stuff I'm talking about in the wineskin. As long as you have a cistern, it'll be so much harder to go. Until you're willing to sell out, set yourself apart, and say whatever, however, whenever, whatever you need this to look like, Yahweh. I know I have my ideas and myself and my situation. Until you are willing to say yes to him only and to dig up that cistern or to fill in that cistern, it's going to be hard for you to ever receive him as living water. Don't make me tug and pull you along. Just come with me. One more time. I hear the Lord saying, I will stay close to you, instructing and guiding you along the pathway for your life. See, this is why we don't need leaders to be, pastors to be the leaders of our families. What we need is pastors, what we need is leaders of tribes to teach people that they hear Holy Spirit for themselves and that nobody can hear the voice of Yahweh for them like them so that they're responsible for their families, so that they're responsible for what takes place in their lives, and so that more ultimately than everything, they learn to trust completely in Yahweh and not a man, because I promise you I'll fail. I promise you, you will fail. As a man, as a woman, there will be things and times, whether it's today or whenever, that we fail in. doesn't mean we're doomed. just means we're human beings too. But it's where he comes in, the spirit of the Lord comes in and makes us complete, where we're completely strong. But if we never allow the completeness of Yeshua to come in and join himself to us, then, yeah, we might be doomed. So don't be, make it difficult. Wait, let me go back. I will advise you along the way and lead you forth with my eyes as your guide. So don't make it difficult. Don't be stubborn. When I take you where you've not been before, don't make me tug you and pull you along, just come with me. So I, I speak that over us today, that we're, we're a, a tribe that's just willing to come with him. I'll f- I, I didn't even know y'all were going to sing that song. Um, I'll follow you anywhere. <laughs> but by God, I'll follow him anywhere. Because it just keeps getting better every time I do. Every time I lean into him, it just keeps on getting better. You agree? All right, y'all stand with me. I didn't finish what I had to say to you about the Ansley and Weldon thing. It's wrong to sweep that under the rug. I actually asked Olivia if I could say that this morning because it's wrong to, to, to acknowledge everything that happened, that there was breakthrough, and then say that this stuff didn't happen. Right? I want to drag both to the light. And I want to ask why. It does not change my belief and my, not my belief, my absolute knowing that Yahweh is good all the time. And that he can take what the enemy meant for evil and turn it and use it for good. And I still have complete knowing and faith that that family, that there's going to be healing and there's going to be testimony and there's going to be miracles that take place within their life. Even if it looks hopeless, he will not leave it that way. He's not abandoned them. He doesn't hate them. He, didn't, he doesn't hate me. I didn't do something wrong. It wasn't because I didn't pray long enough. It wasn't because I didn't go literally lay my hands on her belly. It wasn't because of any of these things that I did. I'm just asking him to show me because I don't want it to be best of five. I want it to be anybody that I pray for. Anybody that he puts on my heart sees healing. And I believe that's how it's supposed to be. That's the standard. So what do I do? When I, when I heard that my aunt had been delivered, had, had a miraculous work, I, I get offered thanksgiving, I offered praise, I offered worship, and I just said, you're a good father. And whenever I found out about these two, when I came to myself and I was able to hear him say, I've not given you that spirit of fear, this is how I responded in that. With thanksgiving, with honor, with worship, with saying you are good and I thank you in every single season, in every 
every single circumstance. There is no question. And I just ask that you uproot that root of fear. And don't let me have a spirit of fear even if I, I felt for a moment the emotion of fear. Good? So, Abba, we offer this day to you. We thank you that you are taking us through the process of pliability, through the process of anointing oil, that you are making us a new, completely new wineskin that's ready and willing and able and excited to receive the new wine that you're pouring out into this tribe. I ask that you help us to, to be pliable enough in our hearts to receive this new identity, to receive this new nature, to receive this new responsibility and not just take it as another day, another name, and just something that doesn't mean anything, but actually see it and feel the weight of what you are doing in this place. I'm telling you right now, whether you can see it right now or you can't, this is a huge moment in time that we get to be a part of tribe. And it's not just coming out of California and it's not just coming out of someplace overseas in Australia, but he's about to do something incredible yeah. through a tribe here in Bay County. Yeah. Not for our glory, but for his, and I'm just thankful I get to be a part of it. So Abba, we thank you for that opportunity. We say yes to that opportunity. We say yes to your reformation, and we say yes to your word. Be it unto us according to your word and your heart. We love you, Yahweh. We honor you. We adore you. We bless you. And I bless you today, people of tribe. <laughs> that was hard. I almost went to the rock, but embrace the name tribe. Love you guys. Be blessed. Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.